Hey world, Ross here again with my podcast episode 27. How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing well. I am doing great. Um, just got back from New Hampshire. Nice vacation up to the North Country. I'll tell you all about it. But until then, I have some shows coming up. Monday night, I'm at the True Music Room at the Cambria Hotel. I'm just getting stuff dialed in. Uh, at the Cambria Hotel, Mondays this month, I'm at the Nashville Underground on Fridays. Every Friday from here on out until uh, until we're not doing it anymore. So Friday nights, Nashville Underground. This one's actually a sick band. I'm really excited. And uh, tomorrow night, I'm doing a secret so far show. Um, that is, where is this? It's so secret, I don't even know where the hell it is. It's at Serendipity Labs, which is downtown Nashville. How it works, I am going to post the link for tickets on my Instagram and Twitter. Um, and if you want to go, if you listen to this podcast before uh, Thursday, October 18th, you can go. So click on the link in my Instagram profile or Twitter profile and use the code SOFARSOUNDS-45D2A um, to skip the line to get tickets. So once again, the code, once you click the link in my Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, use the code SOFARSOUNDS-45D2A dash four five d two a and uh you can skip the line you can get tickets it's twenty dollars for a ticket i know that's expensive but it is a byob event so if you get like a cheap six pack that's it it, it all works out i know uh twenty dollars is a lot for a ticket to come see me play some of you might think it's a deal and for those people i love you <laughs> but for the people who don't think it's a deal um just get a bottle of wine and you know it's probably cheaper than going to any venue in Nashville anyways. And you're going to get to see a bunch of, uh, of great acts too in a super intimate venue. Um, so that's tomorrow night. That's Thursday, October 18th. Check it out. That's so far. Um, it's going to be sick. RossLivermore.com for all of my upcoming dates. The um, Subscribe to the Hey World playlist on Spotify. I just updated it with some new music from Alan Stone, Tall Heights, uh, one of my favorite recordings from my friend Ryan Montblue, who I was talking about in the last episode, R. Lamar. And um, subscribe to my uh, Spotify page as well, Ross Livermore. Um, and you can hear the new the the newest music we put out and you'll be uh, all geared up for when we start to release the new record too so you won't even have to do anything cool that's it that's all of the stuff i know that was a lot that was a lot for me to get through too <laughs> so hey world episode 27 let's do it Okay, and we're live once again here from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm back. The Griff and myself went up to New Hampshire. We went up to New England um, for a wedding this weekend. And man, it is like, it is a special time of year up there for sure. Um, so we went up, 
Friday night late. This was actually our first flight together. We've been dating for almost four years now, just about four years, and we have never flown together. How crazy is that? Um, so, yeah, we booked the flights, and I actually <laughs> I booked the wrong weekend. I thought the wedding was on Columbus Day weekend, but it was not. It was the weekend after. Um, and this is for my really good friend, Galen Verney and Mackenzie Davis. They are uh, they're in my phone as the Santa's Pub Club because they came to visit us, stayed at our apartment here, and uh, we we raged it up. We had a we had a pretty wild night at Santa's Pub, and uh, they have a video of me just like heckling <laughs> someone doing karaoke, and because that's the point of karaoke, right? Is to just heckle people, and obviously I get up there, we're all drinking. I go to I I I sing my go to karaoke song crazy by Aerosmith um say you're leaving on a 7:30 train and that you're heading out to Hollywood yeah that that's crazy i there's crazy there's crying and there's amazing on that record on the get a grip the cow pierced utter album um and it came out when i was in 5th grade by the way and i always get those three song titles um mixed up so yeah, I sang Aerosmith. I obviously did a terrible job and uh, it hurt even more because I was just like shitting on the people that were singing before and then I get up there and completely blow it. Um, but that's karaoke, right? So our text chain between me, Emma, Galen and Mackenzie is now called Santa's Pub Club <clears throat> and it was their wedding. So we went up we get to uh, the airport and we had some time to kill. So we went to Tootsie's in the airport. They only had the fry later going. We got some chicken fingers, a couple Miller Delights. And we were sitting next to a guy who um, was traveling to Nashville on work. And he was um, working on like house sound systems for mega churches and all this type of stuff. So we were chatting and he... Uh, he bought our tab for us, which was just like this random act of kindness. He's like, I hope you're not offended, but do you mind if I pick up your tab? And I was like, nope, take it. <laughs> um, but it was like a great way to start the uh, great way to start the trip um, by having a nice guy at the bar pick up the tab. We flew, got in, Emma's brother picked us up, and then we stayed at my mom's house. And my mom, who is a hairdresser, did Emma's hair, did a little updo the next morning, and then we drove up to New Hampshire. Just listened to a bunch of jams. That drive up to, like, the White Mountains, whether you're going to Vermont, Maine, or uh, New Hampshire. Well, White Mountains is New Hampshire, but um, that region, anyway. We uh, It's just such a beautiful drive, and especially this time of year because the foliage was just, like, out in full force. Uh, just red, orange, yellow leaves. It was just beautiful. Um, we got up there, and uh, the wedding was up in Franconia Notch, so Cannon Mountain. Um, and, man, it was just, like, it was beautiful. The wedding ceremony was on the top of a mountain. You could see across the valley, like, mountains with snow caps already, which is crazy because we just left, like, 90-degree heat here. Um just incredible. And like the amount of fur jackets that were there, 
was I've never seen so many fur coats in my life. Apparently, everyone knew. They knew to uh, they knew that it was going to be freezing, and we came from like you know ninety degree Nashville, which it's not too bad right now. It's like in the seventies, but it was like you know I had a suit jacket on, but like a short sleeve shirt, and Emma had her dress and like a like a cardigan. So we're up on the top of this mountain. The wind's just like whipping. It starts to like rain a little bit. And everyone's just like in fur coats like we're at this like brave heart type wedding. But it was great. Got to catch up with a lot of friends. This dude stoked sign actually behind me. You can see it on Instagram, kind of on Facebook. Um, one of the uh, groomsmen, he works at a metal shop, Mike Bailey. He made that. Um there's only two dude stoke signs in the world. And Paul has one that was actually snapped on a Davis family trip that uh was was Mackenzie Davis, her family. So we were on a boat and you know, had a couple pops. Someone stepped on the dude stoke sign and we had to have an emergency surgery, fixed it. But I mean, that's the lifestyle, right? Um and then the other one, which is this one, this metal one. Um, and that was Mike Bailey. But yeah, it was just great. It was a great wedding. And honestly, it was the first wedding that I've been to in, I don't know, in years that I haven't had some sort of like musical responsibility in the wedding. You know what I mean? Either like playing the cocktail hour or just like getting up and singing a song or singing the first dance or anything like that. Um, which I'm always happy to do. Anytime there's a wedding, I, I like love the fact that I can like play a song at the wedding or just like contribute something. But also it's really nice to just go to a wedding and not have to sing or play or do anything. You know what I mean? And about halfway through the wedding anyways, you kind of just like, you're like, man, if, if I got on stage right now, it would be, it would be bad. It would not be good. I'm not in a good place to perform in front of people, let alone like families and in, in a, at a wedding, you know. Um, but yeah, it's so that I, I was actually really excited about that. Just like no responsibilities, just go, just hang, enjoy the scenery. Um, they had yurts at this wedding. <laughs> it was like it, it was just like a wedding on the top of a mountain. Everyone looked like a Viking, and there were yurts. <laughs> so obviously, everyone's just like, you know, I felt like I was in like the Roman army, sitting in the yurt, hitting the vape pen, you know. <laughs> oh man, it was funny, funny stuff. Uh, speaking of weddings, this is the Dumas family wedding shirt from Paul and Kate's wedding. I actually got to, it was one of the, it was a weird weekend because Paul actually, who's on tour with Tall Heights right now, flew back um, for a different friend of ours wedding. So we were both like in New England. We're like, oh man, we're so close, but yet so far. Um, yeah. But it was, it was just nice. It's, it's good to like go back and do a vacation. I always feel like when I'm on a vacation, I, I need to like, I, I need to be working. If I'm not working, I'm not being productive. But like sometimes just enjoying the weekend and the time away from the work makes it 
makes it more productive when you get back and you start to get back into the grind because like this week is actually surprisingly like a pretty nuts week for gigs anyways uh what is this ryan fleming's tuning in who is a former student of mine who's now killing it uh playing gigs and, and writing songs i know what do you say i, I Never knew what a year it was until being out at the Gorge. I feel like the Gorge probably has the Yurt game on lock on lockdown. Um, I mean, I think Yurts are probably just like a like in right now. Like I follow a page called Asheville Glamping. You know what glamping is? It's like glamorous camping. <laughs> I don't know. I never really was much of a camper anyways. Like I enjoy camping. I'd go camping with like Paul's family because they always, they camp their whole life. Um, but I don't have any of the equipment. You know what I mean? So I couldn't really just go. Camping is something you need to like, you need to have, have the stuff to do it, you know? Um, but yurts, I, I don't even know where like the yurt started. I think we were talking about it over the weekend. It might be like a Mongolian thing, but I, I have, I'm, I've done none, no research at all into it. <laughs> just like, it's just a, an animal skin tent that can probably withstand some pretty heavy temperatures and, and weather. Um, but anyway, and we got a little Salem time in, which is any of you, uh, who are up on the North Shore or in Massachusetts? No, October in Salem is insane. So is that it was actually the uh, the motorcycle ride thing. So every year there's this like they get all like hundreds and hundreds of motorcycles just ride through Derby Street, right through Salem. We actually missed that, thank God, because if we were driving in around that time, it would uh, it, we wouldn't have been able to get into Salem. Um, but it's just crazy. It's like. Salem, since I have moved, has changed a lot. Like the Notch Brewery is incredible now. It's right downtown and just like all these new restaurants popping up. Obviously, Vix is not there anymore. RIP. Um, and that's Finn's, which I didn't get to check out the new Finn's, but I've heard it's cool. But that is the best view in Salem by far of the harbor. The Haba. Um, and I got to see my pops. We got to do a little little putts around the Haba on the old Cappy Hour 2 which was nice. Um, and then, uh, then flew back. We got back yesterday. We did have one of those like early flights, like 6 a.m. So you get up at four, <sighs> but we're back in Nashville and this week is going to be crazy tonight. I'm actually doing a brand new hotel called the hotel Preston, which is by the airport. So we'll see how that one goes. And, um, I'm back at it with the Nashville underground, which, is an exciting gig and it's kind of stressful but like not in a bad way it's just like i have it's forcing me to play with new people um that i've never played with before um because it's just like it's a friday night it's a regular friday night gig you know and the thing that's hard about that it's it's obviously good because for broadway that's when the people are there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's weekends. That's when you want to play. That's where the money is. So you want to be playing down there, but also, uh, musicians are, are working. They're busy. 
and uh, the weekends are the prime time. So finding people who are available um, can be challenging sometimes. So a lot of the regular guys that I started playing with here, like um, that are doing the original gigs, they're you know they're busy. So I'm I'm like this one I was actually scrambling to find. I just found like the drummer uh, Stephen Keith is playing, and he is the shit. I've just been checking out his Instagram videos and I've actually never met him and I'm sure I won't meet him until we get on stage together, which happened last time with, uh, Jonathan who played keys with me. He was a referral of, um, Grant Garland who has played with me over the like past couple years. And, um, he referred Jonathan to me and then, uh, we, uh, he said he was okay for the gig and I didn't even meet him until he walked on stage because um, he was playing at FGL House, which is right down the street. That's Florida Georgia Lines Bar. And he left there. He finished that gig up, came to Nashville Underground, and we had already started because he was running a little bit late. So we were literally like playing a song. He set up. We finished the song. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm Ross. Good to officially meet you. <laughs> and that is uh, music in Nashville. But... It was a great gig and, and like there's certain people who when they refer when they like refer someone to play with you, um you know it's gonna be good. So I, I don't really it's it's stressful in a way because like that that like you still have that anxiety, like I hope they show up, I hope they know how to play. I because you've never met this person, but at the same point, like they come so highly recommended from these uh like other artists that you have played with that you'd kind of just have to like you're you have faith in them and in their word. And they, you know, I've anytime I've been referred, uh, people from like Caleb or Grant or Ross who plays drums with me sometimes, or it's, it's always been awesome. And like, it kind of adds this element of surprise when you're playing, you're like, all right, I hope we stop and start. And, uh, I hope we, I hope we're doing a, a good job up here, but we norm we, we we normally get through it. There hasn't been any major disasters yet. <laughs> Ramsey, oh man, Ramsey Harat Ramsey. If you could see, if you're watching, I have the Sicilian flag hanging right below the Dude Stoke sign. If you're wondering who Ramsey Harabi is, he was, when I went to Sicily in college, I did a semester abroad there in the spring semester of 2006. And Ramsey was my, uh, the housing director for the college, the, the school that we went to called the Mediterranean Center for Arts and Sciences. And um, he knew, I, I, I contacted them because I was like, I'm a musician. I want to maybe like play some gigs. And, um, I just, at, at that point, I literally like just started writing songs and playing solo and, um, Ramsey contacted me and he's like, Oh, I play music. And he has kind of like a, it was like a world music group, just like a bunch of guys down there. And there was no rehearsal. He just was like, all right, just follow me. And I, I had never really done anything like that before. Um, and he, some of the first gigs that I have ever really done solo or like not as break for moose at the time, which not, I don't know why I use quotes there, but um, 
Break for Moose, which was my band at the time. Some of my first gigs away from that group were with Ramsey in Sicily, like driving around in Sicily, which was crazy. Like to look back, that's kind of nuts. Actually, um, one gig we did, I forget the name of the place. It was so long ago, but we did a gig at this, it was like a restaurant bar on top of a, like, on top of this, like, mountain. It wasn't a mountain, really. It was kind of like, it was like the size of uh, Cranmore, for any people who are familiar with the New Hampshire ski scene. Um, but it was it was like the size of that. So we drove up to the top, and we played a gig. I actually, we, we all wore these, like, matching shirts with symbols. They were kind of like tie-dye. And I still have the shirt, actually. Um, but we were driving home, and we stopped at this, like, it was an abandoned gas station. And I really, I don't remember why we stopped at this gas station, to be honest. But when we stopped, this little puppy walked up to us. And uh, we heard, like, in the background, we heard a dog barking, I remember. But we didn't know where, like, it was like this big open field and there was this gas station and we had the puppy and we're like, we hear the dog barking, but we like, can't just like go searching for this dog. Um, and we didn't really know what to do. So Ramsey actually kept the dog and he kept the dog his whole life. It was, it was, he named her Nellie. Um, and it was just this crazy, like, I was like, you know, I, I was a student there, so I couldn't take the dog. I'm like, I can take care of her until we uh like figure out what to do and he's like oh you can't because like he was at the same time my housing director for the whole school so it was it was probably frowned upon for a student at the school to to take a pet especially one you found on the street so ramsey ended up keeping the dog and and raised her she has since passed um and uh it was just one of those wild stories that happened in college um, but man, yeah, some of those, some of those gigs, they were like my first gigs. I had a regular Thursday residency at a wine bar there too. And I actually still have the flyer. Let me show you on Instagram. This is actually the, f you can see it. La Musica Pop. <laughs> I think I should probably black out that phone number. Don't call the phone number. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was, um, some of my first gigs actually too. So the company that I like, I have a, a company that I like run all the music stuff out of, and I call it crazy bull. And you can see it again on this flyer, it says crazy bull right there or 22. I can't speak Italian anymore. All my Italian is gone. I didn't really have any Italian. I just kind of like never got embarrassed enough to like not, uh, not at least try, you know, my buddy, Kevin, um, he, he, he was a little more timid with the Italian, but we, we eventually like could like order sandwiches and order groceries and stuff like that by like train tickets. Um, so anyway, I have the company called crazy bull, which I like kind of run all the music stuff that I do out of, um, a bit of a like record label publishing company, um, whatever, 
type thing. And the reason why I named it Crazy Bull is because my first paid gig ever was actually at a venue. Well, not even a venue. It was more. It was kind of like a Fridays in Syracuse in Sicily. Um, it was like an American theme bar and they would have like these big towers of beer um and they knew that i was an american living there and all of the students would go there and they were like oh you if you play here you can bring all your friends and i'm like sure so they offered me to do a gig there and they were like how much do you want to get paid and i had just lost my phone on a train which is the last time knock on wood that i've uh lost the phone since then and i lost my phone on this train and i was like damn it's like a hundred dollars to replace the phone how about a hundred euros it was euros um i'm like how about you pay me a hundred euros for the gig and they were like yeah sure so i did this gig it was really good it was some like my first cover gigs ever you know playing like bob marley in 2006 in sicily and um they paid me and I, I got a new phone and the phones then were like the, uh, they were the, um, like the faceplate phones, you know, the, um, what the hell? Were, uh, I don't even remember what they were called. They were the ones like, you know, remember the ones that like had the faceplates that you could get and you could play snake on them. Like the only game was snake. This was actually like, I never really texted up until this point. This was the first time that I started like actually sending text messages was in 2006 um and uh yeah so i i did this gig at crazy bull it was the first gig i've ever done as a solo artist and got paid so therefore i named the company crazy bull and uh i still use that name today which um it's funny that ramsey tuned into the facebook because it's bringing back all sorts of memories actually i have another sicilian flag thing right here as well hanging right up there it's like a plaster thing that actually broke you see a little glue there if you're on facebook i can't turn the ipad around it's then it'll, it'll just be a pain in the ass it's funny funny how it's just it's it's interesting to look back at that stuff. Even like with Dude Stoke, like so the wedding that we went to is I, I haven't even mentioned this yet, but Galen, the groom of the wedding, was the co creator of Dude Stoked. He lived with us in Beverly in our first house over uh over by Lynch Park. And we were just kinda like having a little day drinking session, like trying to figure out how we can get a, a like a hashtag to trend. And we're like, why don't we just make up a hashtag? So we ended up making up Dude Stoked. And we were like, well, I don't, you know, when this last This Is Not Forever album came out, um, it just seemed to make sense to try to turn it into a clothing line. And it's cool. It's like we haven't really, like, made a ton of money with it yet. But it is, like, a cool thing, especially with the amount of, like, ski gigs that we've done over the years. Um but man, it's just, it's just funny to look back on all that stuff that have, has kind of like led you to here, you know, like Galen and I were friends. We met at, actually we met at Victoria Station, RIP. Um, he was a bartender there. I bartended and we just kind of became friends through that and started a clothing brand. And who knows if Dude Stoke becomes like the next big clothing brand, uh, 
the, that'll that'll be the history, you know? It's interesting. It's a long time to get to where we're at right now. And if I look back at like some of those Sicilian, like the Sicily gigs and some of that Dude Stoke stuff, that was like at the very beginning, like ground floor. And now it's it's interesting to see like three years in Nashville, like in a way, like when I first moved here, that was kind of like a ground floor. So I, I think like 10 years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, man, some of the stuff that you were doing, like what the hell, like even starting a podcast or any of this stuff. It's, it's funny. It's funny to look back on that stuff and think about how it kind of like brought you to where you're at now and to see like, and to go to a wedding for someone like that and who's been like kind of an important person in your life. It's just awesome. It's just great to be a part of. And it's just like such a big celebration. And Emma and I had a, had a great time. And it's, it's when I was talking to Galen about it, he's like, I know it's a pain in the ass for you guys to get back here. And like, uh, and we really appreciate it. I'm like, dude, it's, I wouldn't miss this for the world. And also, doing a wedding like that is a really good excuse to like go back and see just people from your life that you haven't really talked to in a while. Like we all grew up, we all go our separate ways. Speaking of, uh, looking back on break from moose, Randy Sacco tuning into the Instagram, uh, the Instagram feed. What's up, dude? Um, yeah, it's just great. It's all, it's, it's, it's awesome to see people grow up and, and, and grow into like, doing awesome things with their lives um it's fun fun stuff randy i was gonna go buy sackos this this week but it looks like you guys were closed or something um randy's got the garage back in peabody yeah but anyway that seems like a good point to end this podcast feel like I've just been rambling the whole time anyways. <laughs> um, well, cool, everybody. Oh, Emma's, Emma just peeked in and she doesn't want to be. Emma, you want to be in the podcast? Do you hear that squeak? She's like, oh, no, he's still recording. I don't want to be on the podcast. Oh, he's in Aruba. That makes sense. I, I had a feeling that you were going somewhere. Um, well, cool, everybody. Thanks for tuning in once again to the podcast here. Hey, world, uh, episode 27. Your dude stoked on Instagram. Check it out. Spotify, uh, the Hey World playlist, and follow the uh, are still recording? Yeah, follow Ross Livermore, myself, and uh, the new record on, on Spotify, rosslivermore.com for all the dates. And um, take care of each other out there. It's a wild world. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Hey World, episode 27. Bye-bye.